A, B, C. A always, B, B, C closing. Always be closing. What's up, everybody? Another episode of Scare Money Don't Make Money. This is a special one to my heart. But before we get into that one, as always, it's your favorite recruiters, favorite recruiter. And uh, I'm going to let Roy introduce himself in a second. Don't even say none. I'm going to let Edwin introduce himself in a second. Uh, but before we start, if you like what we're talking about, sales, marketing, management, leadership, um, anything there and in between, entrepreneurship has uh, been a big thing of what we're doing right now. Click the like button. Hit us up on Facebook youtube instagram twitter yes roy we have a twitter we are now on clubhouse so <laughs> so give us a shout and as always it's your boy roy i am here i am here um <laughs> but like here we twitter I, I don't have twitter fingers so i'll i'll just I'll he sends no like tweets that. he sends no tweets, I send no tweets. No tweets. Um, no tweets. <laughs> so we have edwin here uh, the reason why this episode is special, Edwin was my technical school instructor. He is the first, uh, one of the first teachers I ever had in the military, broad-eyed, bushy-tailed staff sergeant, and now now, uh, now a captain killing the game. And so um, this was, I was super happy when he reached out to me to talk about the things that he's doing because he wants to help. And as you guys always know, that's what we're trying to do here. So Edwin. Educate the people on who you are, my man, and we'll get into it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm uh, happy to be here. First, I just want to say, Cam, Roy, I appreciate what you guys are doing. Watching, uh, uh, I haven't watched every episode, but the ones I have, I'm just like, man, he's, this is really good to see a poor dog. Somebody I taught, it feels like year, like forever ago, uh, <laughs> that, you know, you're out there putting one, you're putting a great, great show on. You're putting positive vibes out there. You're connecting with military people and recruiters and just giving them, you know, awesome, good nuggets to take and, and just go with. So again, thank you. Uh, me, I've been in the Air Force 18 years now, um, getting ready to retire. So with that, I ended up buying a business, getting my real estate license and look forward to all the entrepreneurial opportunities that the good old USA has out there for me. For sure. Um, so before we get, you know, start talking about those things, I, I, I would like to hear and like the people to hear about you. So like how you got started, like, why'd you join Why'd you join in the first place? How'd you end up as a port dog? I think most of us were like open mechanical. <laughs> so I don't know if that's your story. That's my story, but you know, tell us kind of the progression of to where you are now. Yeah, it's the very. It's not a unique story. Uh, in high school, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Didn't have money for college. Didn't want to stay in cold, snowy Buffalo, New York. So my <laughs> sister one day in my junior year of high school says, "I have a friend that joined the Air Force, and she says it's just awesome, and she's doing all these amazing, great things. You should do it." I go, "All right, let's go." So I walked into a bowling alley seen the big blue sign and says, you know, U.S. Air Force. And I go, hey, I, I want to join the Air Force. And the recruiter from there just asked me a, a whole bunch of questions and said, hey, did you take your ASVAB in high school? I was like, no, they said it was optional. So I just left early for the call of the day. He was like, okay, I guess <laughs> we're going to have to go in and set you up for another appointment. 
uh, that I had to go into the MEP station, uh, take that ASVAB and just went through the loops there. Um, I ended up getting into the delayed entry program uh, prior to my senior year. So that's still on my record, believe it or not. Like, okay, like they counted mm -hmm. that time. It doesn't count for anything. No, so no, yeah. Not, no, no pay, no retirement. No. <laughs> so I don't know if, if, you know, the folks listening, if somebody told you differently, but uh, it's just another date on your record. Uh, yeah. So wanted to leave. Air Force was the quickest, uh, quickest route. And that was kind of the, the theme with me. Like, I want something done ASAP. So yeah. when you're looking through, after you take your test, you're like, these are the ones that will probably fit best for you. And I went through it. I seen like six weeks of tech technical training. I was like, <laughs> well, I hate school. I don't want to go to college. Well, I'll, I'll pick that one. That seems yeah. like a pretty quick turn. Yeah. Uh, so that, that was air transportation. Um, and I didn't know, I really didn't have a, a good understanding of what it was other than inspect cargo and like something with passengers. And I was like, all right, good, good to go. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> So then now my seventh assignment, and this would be my last one here at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base in Ohio. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ugh, Ohio. I was out in Pittsburgh, so I'm very familiar with the Wright-Patterson area, Cleveland, all that. Um, oh, so, yeah, so, I used to go out there all the time. Yeah, I used to stay out there. So when I was HP recruiter, like, um, so in, enlisted recruiting – it's a lot smaller, you know, it's like a town or two, like probably about an hour health professions recruiting. You cover like four hour radius. So from Pittsburgh all the way out was like, that was our thing was, was, was super far, but you know, got to see a lot of cool stuff out there. So, so what's, um, so now you're getting close to retirement and you know, you bought this business, right? So tell us about that. Yeah, I was just searching online, businesses for sale, came across, there's a lot of websites out there that have specifically, you can just type in a zip code, kind of like a realtor or a Zillow. Um, this one was biz, B-I-Z, buy, sell.com. Uh, went on there and I seen a sports store for sale in, uh, in Xenia, Ohio, and nobody really knows what that is, where that <laughs> is, but it was 10 minutes from where I live. What's that? <laughs> Is that on Mars? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I was like, you know what? Let me check this place out. Gave, gave a phone call. Of course, the phone call is to the broker, seller's broker. And mm -hmm. uh, he wasn't going to be able to meet me out that weekend that I wanted to go see the business. But he said, let me ask if the owner will meet you. The owner was willing enough to. Uh, took me around. He, he kind of like, he, I, get butter, I get butterflies right yeah didn't really know what to say again i'm not an expert in business acquisitions so yeah. you know you're meeting the employees you can kind of tell they got that look in their eye like oh is this going to be the new owner uh yes a little bit of questions like hey what's your annual revenue what has it been the last three years do you mind sharing you know that financial documentation with me most transactions, you have to sign an NDA, your non-disclosure agreement, so oh, you yeah. can't tell other folks and competitors what, who the suppliers are and things like that. But once you start getting that ball rolling, uh, they'll, they'll share some information. Once you're financially qualified, 
meaning you got like a proof for a loan. If you walk in with that, they're going to be more accepting and more sharing of their information. So me, I was just searching places. I was like, that one seems pretty cool. I like the operation. I like the people. Um, you can tell that they were like the local um, sporting goods store. Yeah. Which to me was, I don't know. I was like, that. I see a lot of potential with that. Yeah. Uh, and I see a lot of other avenues that we can go with this business. So I just made the offer. The owner accepted. And I was an unqualified financially at that time buyer. <laughs> so yeah. now we have something they call it a purchase agreement. Uh -huh. Mainly just a more formal gentleman's agreement. Like, hey, yeah. very cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to buy this place for that much money. Do I have the money? No. Uh, but it was all dependent on the financing from there. Yeah. Um, I guess I should just answer why, why, why do I want to do business? Because well, one, that is to me, when we talk about wealth, that's, that's the best way uh, to go about it is through the entrepreneurial stuff. And yeah. that's what I look forward to outside of uh, um, retirement from the military. Gotcha. And so, uh, go go ahead, Roy. Were you gonna say something? No, I was gonna say like so. It is very interesting because that's been like a very big thing now. Uh, you, I've, I think since I've been in the military, I've started started to see more and more people transition into the entrepreneurship side of the house. Um, so, besides the wealth. Did you get any like nuggets from any, anybody else around you who were talking about going into business or they went into business themselves before you actually stepped foot into that arena? Uh, that's a great question, Roy. So, yeah, I guess my dad, you know, has always been an entrepreneur. So seeing that as a, a young young kid, and I think that that kind of opens that that side of your life up when you do have a parent or maybe somebody closer to you that, that has done it, um, you see it can, it can work. Um, so yeah, yes, yes to that answer, specifically, specifically my father. And my follow-up question, like you were talking about, um, you, you on the bizsale.bizbysale.com. Uh, I actually go on that website quite a bit. Um, just to see what's around here, like what what are they selling? Oh, laundry you ain't, you ain't never told me that. about that. I know, though. I'm telling you, right now. I'm telling you now. <laughs> now uh, I feel now I feel like you played me. I could have bought a business beginning of COVID. I could have been rich. <laughs> it's all your fault. You you bald headed bandit, you. <laughs> hey man, I'm just saying. I, the reason I was just looking because you start. <laughs> Especially when COVID hit, like you saw a lot of businesses come up for sale. Yeah. Um, like when, like when we were looking for a house, it just kind of navigated me to like, hey, would you like to buy a business? I was like, uh, well, let me just look. So, and that's how I saw. Honestly, for me, I didn't see anything that I would ever be interested in in purchasing. So, with the with the sports store, the local sports store, are you like a big sports fanatic? to where that's like, you know what, that's something I would want to pour my blood, sweat, and tears into. Because um, like me and Cam talk about it all the time. Like, man, like I can sell stuff, but like, do I want to sell a cell phone or sell a car? So yeah, what what made you interested in like selling the footballs and the baseballs and stuff like that? 
Um, sport, as far as sports fanatic, I, I mean, I play, I play a lot of sports growing up. I was into uh, baseball, football, um, bowling. I mean, I golf today. I still play basketball, but my, you know, my, my, that those aerial four days. <laughs> the, old, the old knees. <laughs> no, it's the back. The, the aerial four days. You know, oh, appreciate it. I, now I wake up after playing basketball. I mean, I can barely walk. So that's kind of dying down. Um, uh, and I do, you know, I mainly watch watch football. I mean, I watch ESPN often. I have MMA fights. But uh, honestly, Roy, there's a lot other people that are way more sports fanatic than me. But there's more than just selling the basketball or selling the baseball. And Gary V talks about this. I, I love Gary V personally. He says, you know, if you want to be a good realtor, be the mayor of your town. Well, really, Trophy Sports Center you, is I am finding myself having to be the mayor of my my city and the local areas because I'm building relationships with athletic directors principles mm-hmm. uh, we do custom t-shirts and clothing like this hat is, uh, that i made and this <laughs> sweater do, i got you know so i do swag per se yeah and so i'm connected to a lot of big bigger larger nonprofits here and really i'm not selling them anything i know that's cliche because you hear that a lot like oh you don't have to you know i'm not selling uh, at the end of the day, revenue, that line, the top line of business to me, that's the same as sales. I don't care what people yeah. say. You, you either selling mm-hmm. or you ain't. So yeah. I'm never going to hide that I'm not selling, but I'm not going up to people and say, hey, man, want to buy 10 shirts? Or, hey, yeah. man, you want you yeah. want 10 footballs? No, I just show up. Got, I wear my, I'm already, I'm already saying it yeah. without saying yeah. it, you know? Yeah. And they know who we are. So, and we just, we just follow through with um, and you guys. Are, you guys would always, but follow up is king, right? Yep. It's like cash is king. Follow ups king. Uh, remembering yep. people's names, remembering yeah, products that they talked about, remembering their kids' names, their birth dates, the dude or gal's favorite sports team. Dude, th- all those things go a long way. They already know what they want. Yeah, I want twenty t-shirts. Or hey, man, you're a trophy guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Hey, can I? I need 10, 10 basketballs. Yeah, Roger that. No problem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but you, but you, but you know what's crazy though? It's funny that you say all that is because it's always since being in recruiting and dealing with sales and stuff like that, you hear a lot of people say like, "Oh, I don't like recruiting. I don't like sales. I, I, I just don't like it." But they're quick quick in a heartbeat to talk about leadership traits and leadership qualities and they're pretty much almost similar if not the exact same thing like if something that's as important as remembering somebody's name following up with them that's something with a lot of people who are in leadership positions are technically supposed to do they're supposed to know the people that serve up under them name knowing their spouse's name, knowing their children's name, remembering dates, like, hey, following up with them, like, hey, man, I, I remember you got into that car accident, like, how's your back treating? Like, you feel better? Oh, yeah, it's good. It's the exact same principle. Yeah. The exact same principle. So I, I, I think a lot of people who are in the military or come from a military background don't understand the level of opportunities that they have 
off of the simple knowledge. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, and I, I think military people, especially you guys, but most of our military folks are prepared to be successful entrepreneurs. It, you know, just even the, if, if they do only six years, they learn enough. For one, you get put into random places. You got to make friends, right? Yeah. And I can, I can argue that there's some salesmanship there too. I'm not saying be fake or nothing, but yeah, you got to put yourself yeah. out there. Nobody's yeah. going to really come to you until you start putting your, putting your own uh, personality out there. Yeah. So, no, and I think, and I think that's, <clears throat> um, I think there's a fair balance there that people for people forget when it comes to likability, when it comes to sales, when it comes to recruiting, all the all the things are encompassed with reading your environment. You have to read your environment. Yeah. You have to read the people you're talking to, and like you said, there's it's not being fake; it's being understanding. I'll, I'll be honest; I know I can be an asshole, and I know that I'll call, I'll say shit without thinking about it. And my wife's like, "Did you really just say that?" And I'm like what's the big deal? Like, I just made an honest observation. And she's like, yeah, but like, you made an observation that could potentially hurt, you know, and I don't think about it wrong. But now I think about it. And that's not me being fake, because I don't want to say those things. It's just me being cognizant of the environment that I'm in. And I think that's sometimes where people get twisted around, because they're like, Oh, I'm changing myself. Well, no, it's just like anything else. If you're most leaders know how to read rooms and they know how to do those type of things. It's just that they, yeah. it's explained a little bit differently. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's more like a, adapting to your surroundings mm -hmm. and just being able to become fluid with the situation and the circumstances and the audience that you have. It, even with that, like I think about even like being a little bit of like having some vulnerability about yourself as well. Like just being like, you don't have to expose your entire self, but just exposing yourself a little bit to show a certain level of vulnerability to others. I think that breaks down barriers and walls as well. And that opens up different doors and avenues when you're trying to build those relationships, especially for a business. That's yeah. my take on it. So what, so what are some of the struggles that you, that you had Edwin when it came to the whole like, to sales and marketing because you know we talk about it obviously we're recruiters that's our that's our bread and butter but you you came from a logistics background where always we pushed pallets you know and granted i i feel like your um your teaching experience probably helped you a little bit because obviously you had to get knuckleheads like me to pay attention right and so and then you know and then you went and then you went on to be an officer so like at what point did you realize you, you need to step your game up in certain avenues when it comes to sales and marketing yeah. See, so, yeah, I'll give you kind of a quick list. So, yeah, I have in my, in my, in my toolbox with those previous jobs, I had good communication skills. I had, yep. uh, I had the ability to, to, to d deal with, um, adversity. Yeah. You know, uh, I've also had, you know, the, the gumption to continue through even when you're failing. So there's a lot of things that are in my toolbox already. And by no means am I a good salesman, but there's this little this little jump I'm still making today. Is mm -hmm. is I'm starting to realize sales isn't uh, a, a magic potion, right? right? That was my original thought. Like you got to say <laughs> the right thing at the right time, and then they're gonna buy it right away. 
you're just gonna get them to buy everything. You just gotta figure out what that that those little things are to say. And I'm realizing, dude, that's not it at all. Okay. I said most of these people come back to me and they say, hey, you know, you're out, thanks for stopping by the other day and introducing yourself. That's really great, and you know, you're just got a good vibe to you, and that's what brought me in your store today. Or yeah. hey. Trophy Sports Center's here. Wow, man. Yeah, you want anything to say? I'll show up to events or whatever. And they'll ask mm-hmm. me, I'm like, hey, guys, what's going on? And I'm not telling people, hey, I'm selling this today. Like, no, I'm just saying, just here, want to yeah. see the wrestling event today. Thanks for your time. If you guys need anything, I'll be sitting over here. Yeah. And, I'm, and then I start meeting people. So here's my little jump I'm making. It's, it goes back to being uh, structured. Yeah. <laughs> and this... And discipline, you can't get away from that. There's no magic potion. So you got to keep track of when's the last time you talked to, you know, this person or that person. Mm -hmm. You got to, I write it down. I don't know if you guys do, if you have the CRM and and all that stuff. I do. And I realize that that it really goes back to, again, discipline and, um, and keeping track of everything. And then figuring out, you're all, as a, as a bit entrepreneur, one of your jobs is to fit the need, right? Correct. So you're, you can talk to somebody 15 times and maybe you just talk about your favorite sports team or not even sports at all. You just talk about family and life and whatever's going on in the city. You might, they might not buy anything to you for six months. They might show up and buy a few t-shirts only because of those six months. You're just talking about everything other than your business. Mm-hmm. Yes, that, that is I, I think me and me and Cam can definitely agree on that. It's it's a it's a it's a long. It's just what you do now, you won't see until later, and that for a lot of people who are very impatient, that is that's a very big hurdle to overcome. And I will say uh, it's good to hear. Go ahead. Oh, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Oh no! Like I, I will say, like that's. That's a hurdle that a lot of people have overcome, but after you start to see how it works, people are a little bit more understanding after a while. I will say recruiting has, because I'm impatient, most impatient person you probably ever met in your life, but recruiting, and Roy, you can, I'm sure you agree with this, recruiting is actually one of the only things I am patient with because I understand the long game. And so I don't know if I sent you that text, I had a guy who gave me an Uber ride a year ago. I was chopping his ear off while he was driving me home because I had a couple of refreshments at Luke's wedding. <laughs> and uh, a year, he texted me the other night. Hey, you're, you're that guy that was talking about the military, right? Like I gave you an Uber ride like a year ago because I, I was like, yo, take my number down in case you're ever interested. And he texted me this week on like Monday. And granted, he was going to go join active duty but like we talked on the phone and I was like, bet. And he's like, yeah, man, I just, I thought about all those things you said the last year. And I think like, it may be something I want to do. Yeah. Oh. So he, he didn't count for a number for you per se. Cause he was going active duty. Yeah. So he wasn't for me, but he's still, but like, but in retrospect, I just, you know, I just helped somebody. Cause I wasn't thinking about, because he, I'll be honest, when we were talking, he was like, oh, no, it's not for me. And I was like, oh, that's cool, man. But like, you know, if you ever think about it, these are some of the things where it could help you. And he's like, well, I appreciate it. I was like, take my number, man. 
don't worry, I'm not going to call you or nothing. I was like, I'm not that guy. It's like, trust me, I try and be on my phone the least amount as possible. <laughs> and so, um, but it's all, but it's like, put, it's like putting the information out there. I mean, when I stepped into my zone, when I was, a, when I first started recruiting, my, my office was closed for nine months. And so I showed up, Army, Navy, Marines was killing the game. And it was frustrating that things weren't going faster, but I understood that all the hard work that I was doing would eventually pay off. And so do you think that that's where you're at in this state? I mean, you, you kind of felt, I won't say you fell into it, but when you bought the business, it came with like, like contracts and stuff like that already in place. Yeah. Oh yeah. We had a, um, a good uh, amount of business and folks in our, our customer uh, list per se. Yeah. So what, so what, so what are you finding that you're doing to expand that business? Cause like you said, they're the local place. So most people probably know what they are. What are you doing to get into those like new doors of sales, you know, of possible sales? Well, to be honest, I'm not doing enough right now. Um, <laughs> I still have my active duty commitment, but yeah, I have, you know, spent, you know, weekends and stuff yeah. just walk walking the streets and meeting other business owners that has been uh, the biggest thing for my time yeah i've made phone calls as well that that one's a little bit it's it's not as it's not as good <laughs> no yeah cold call cold calls are rough man yeah um we do you know keep keep our social media accounts going we make sure that we're sending love to other folks we're involved with our chamber of commerce yeah um those are things that I'm leveraging now is what groups are already out there that have huge contacts within, within the um, community. Right. Yeah. And then just leveraging them and being, being active with them. The uh, one girl from uh, the chamber of commerce from uh, the city is she's like, Oh man, you're always on there. <laughs> you know? And I, and that's another thing is breaking up my time early morning. Yeah. A little bit time midday and then late evening. I try to be a little bit on the phone. I, want, I still want that family time, but I got to hit a couple likes or, hey, great picture or great video. Yep. Just sending love and just being present on a daily basis. That That's helped out on, on the social media side uh, for sure. Because I'm not, so not everybody's coming to me, right? So what do you do? That was my question to myself. Like, you, you can put out a sign. I don't know how affected that I can call people randomly, you know, uh, but I'm, now I'm at the point where I'm just like, you know what, find events, either find yeah. an event, hold an event or leverage people that already have a lot of contacts Yeah, and meet them face to face. That, that is giving me better, uh, better results. Mm -hmm. And that's what, and that's what, ultimately the job of a recruiter it's not it's not to encourage people to come to them it's for them to know where the people are at you know and in sales vice in sales is the exact same way it's everyone i feel like too many people concentrate on how can i bring all these people to me and it's like you know in retrospect you got to bring yourself to the people that's where you because people want convenience now right that's why facebook people make business out of facebook because all i gotta do is make a post and you just touched hundred thousand people across you know four continents <laughs> yeah I, I didn't even have a facebook account you know i 
signed up for one and then yeah, I was I was like anti social media person. Yeah. Uh, to tell you the truth. Cause I just felt like it, it invades your your time. I just you see people with that phone in their face, so I was always conscious of that. Yeah. But now now I have to I really have to be on there. No, and, and the environment's oh, yeah. cha- the environment's changing. I get on Roy about it all the time. <laughs> yes, yes, he does. Like, I mean, and I and I get it, and I I understand it. Um, and like, there are a couple of businesses around here, and I actually like the way that they do it. For there's a gym down here where I'm at. Um, they do a lot of partnership type of things with other local businesses, and I follow their Instagram page, and I see, like you were saying, showing them love and giving them love. And eventually, it actually caught traction to me, and I started going to a business to get a tea or a protein shake or something like that. And I'm just like, wow! Like, and even with the impressions that you do, because eventually, you end up going down some type of rabbit hole if you're playing around on social media. Like, it just comes across your feed. Oh, click! Like, who like this? Click, and then next thing you know, like, huh? That guy. Waffles on Saturday. Well, I'm gonna check out one of the waffles on the Saturday. Cool. You want to talk about food? I know, right? But the (laughs) the psychology behind it is, it just, it's crazy. Like with social media, it 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 is crazy. I will say that. And that's and that's give a shout out real quick. You guys are on Clubhouse now. Clubhouse is awesome. (laughs) That was was a good move by y'all to get on there. Get on there early too. Yeah. And that's we're, we're so like I was telling you earlier as we were doing the clubhouse, the clubhouse thing, and I've been pushing it super hard, right? Obviously, you've seen it. Um, and we were talking talking about that exact same thing is like, how do we bring more people to it? Because I do two things. I do like, you know, the LinkedIn, the LinkedIn military thing. We're like, like we're doing right now, but just on a weekly basis on clubhouse, we stream it via zoom. But then I also do like the, you know, join the military, I bring a whole bunch of recruiters together. And, you know, if people show up, they answer questions, right? Well, the problem is, excuse, with Clubhouse being so new, a lot of people, aren't, no one's really showing up, you know, because we have to figure out how to bring the applicants, right? The candidates. And so that's what we were talking about. And I told them the exact same thing we were just talking about was the whole just consistency. And I'm like, look, this platform is new. And we're new to the, we are then also new to the platform. But as we do these meetings weekly and we're posting about them, people will know. And we had one of, we had a couple other of our recruiters popped up and someone's like, well, why did you come in this time? You know, you didn't come in the last two times. He's like, cause Cam's been posting about it for two and a half weeks. And eventually I was like, I guess I should probably check this out. And I was like, exactly. And that's, that's how the consistency rule works. I was like, it's just, you have to be, you got to be willing to do it. You got to be able to show up. And, and even though we didn't have any applicants show up for that specific one, we had nine recruiters from across the country, which then gave us an opportunity to talk about how to capitalize in the future on the platform and stuff like that, you know? So, and that's another thing is take advantage of whatever that silver opportunity is at that time, that silver, you know, that silver lining. Yeah. And that's exactly it, the the consistency. Sometimes I still call it, I don't, that's that military thing in me, is my battle rhythm, right? I got to find yeah. my battle yeah. rhythm when it comes to when am I going to be on social media? 
what days and what time. And if I'm going to do a podcast eventually, mm-hmm. um, you know, when am I going to do that and do it yeah. the same day, same week? I mean, you can record it different, different times and post, but still posting it, putting it out there. And yeah. that's what people like. And, and even me as a viewer, it's like, all right, I know, you know, you know, these cats are going to put this out on Tuesday. I want to check out that video. Just like yeah. we used to be like back in TV, TV, everybody used to watch TV for the most part. Most of us are getting away from that, but you used to always have your little programs when they came out. Yeah. Oh, most definitely. Like Sam gets on me all the time. Like, Hey, you gotta be consistent, 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 consistent. I'm just like, okay. I, okay. Okay. I, I hear you. I got you. I, but it's ironic that you say that, like, even, even with that, how things have changed because you brought up a very valid point as far as, like, TV shows in, in years past. You had to be in front of the TV at a certain time <laughs> to be able to watch hey, yo, your television. I got to go. I got to go home, dog. Power Rangers oh, coming on. <laughs> I, I remember when I first came. I remember when I first came in. People like, yo, you want to go do X, Y, Z? Like, oh, what, what time are you trying to do that at? Because uh, um, the Wayans brothers come on <laughs> at this time. I got to go watch that. And then yeah. anytime after that, I'm good. So, but now with. <laughs> It's the understanding, the evolution of technology, how things have just—you can listen to it, watch it anytime you want now. So, yeah. So let's talk about um, the the loan process, right? So you're the first. So in the last, I'd say two two and a half weeks, you and one other person are the only people I've really heard who like are using loans and things like that to kind of start businesses. You know, like with you doing the the SBA loan. And then I knew, and then another recruiter, like he's doing real realtor, right? And so he's like owns eight properties. I'm like, how do you own eight properties, man? Like we don't make that much. You're a damn tech sergeant. <laughs> so, so explain, you know, how did that process go, and like, what are some of the difficulties that you ran into as you got through the process? Yeah, so that good question. Um, so you'll, you'll hear a lot of people talk about SBA loaners, specifically two major types. Uh, that folks will get either a 7A or a micro. And I don't want to misspeak. There's different thresholds depending on how much yep. uh, the business is going to cost, right? Yeah, this is not financial uh, advice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Disclaimer, disclaimer, I'm not a financial advisor or accountant. Um, but yeah, so you'll have to um, you know, go to sba.gov and it has that stuff for you. Either way, you're, en- you're going to end up going through a bank. Um, your SBA is not not the lender. You know that they're they back up loans kind of like a vet- VA loan does. Um, gotcha. Okay. They have they have their own government backing when it comes down to when the commercial b- bank lends you that money. Mm-hmm. So if you do default, there's a little bit of love there for that for that bank. Gotcha. Right. So that's the intent uh, of it. Um, but yeah, there's a whole bunch of programs out there. And I always tell folks, you know, read up. SBA, you never know what would fall in your lane. They have stuff for minorities, um, you know, women, you know, veterans, all that. Um, and there's always being, there's always updates as well. Um, yeah. So I, I, I try to keep up to date on it. Now, specifically for this transaction, I didn't really know what we were going to do. I just told yeah. the broker, hey, he agreed to the business. I need some help. 
And the broke good people don't like brokers because they take that commission, right? But, bro, but bro, they help. A good a good broker will be able to help you. Yeah. Don't, don't worry, I have contacts in the finance industry, the insurance industry, because I'm mm-hmm. going to need you know health insurance and other business insurances. So he had the whole Rolodex, right? All the contacts and folks that would get it done quicker. Now, and I, it still took us like 10 months from agreed to financing. Yeah. Just because one, you're working with, again, a government office. Two, it, it's a pretty detailed process. Mm-hmm. But to help people out there, your listeners, is they're always going to ask for all of you. If you don't have a balance sheet of your life, uh, of your personal finances, sorry, I shouldn't say life, your personal yeah. <laughs> finances, you should get one. And if you, you guys want me to send you after this, the, the, the Excel spreadsheet, uh-huh. that just is your assets versus your liabilities, mm. your retirement accounts. Mm. If, you, if you're going to get into something that I'm talking about, even if you're like the real estate guy that you know, and he might be working with hard money lenders or, or private people that are investing, everybody's always going to go to your stats. And the first yeah. stat is your personal, your personal page of, of your, uh, your balance sheet. You know, yeah. how many assets versus your liabilities. Yeah. So have that. For a business loan, you got to have a business plan. Yeah. At <laughs> least want something that shows, hey, this is how we're going to get gain customers. This is our mission. This is the products we sell. Yeah. Um, this is our five-year plan. This is mm-hmm. where we see our revenue to be at in year two versus three, four. And again, these are all, it's not like as perfect science. There's a little bit of art to this. So you might yeah. feel uncomfortable saying, I really don't know. You got to mm-hmm. put, you got to put something on the paper. Um, yeah not i mean make it as as real as you can make it legit (laughs) yeah like people want people want the easy answer i'm like there is no easy answer you gotta just put it down make make a plan i did my plan and sent it in in 2019 did i know covid was gonna hit no so your plans are gonna change and i hate kind of go back to the mike tyson saying i always go to we all got a plan until we get punched in the mouth right yep so (laughs) We all know it's gonna change. It's you. You might even be better than what you planned, or you might be worse. You know, you got it. But the banks are gonna expect that. So they'll see your personal finances. You'll always have to send in all of your checking account stuff and any credit cards you may have. They'll they'll look through everything. You know, pretty intently. Um, and then I'll look at your business plan. For me, I was buying a um, existing business. Mm-hmm. So the other, so we got the bit personal balance sheet. The other gold mine in the business realm is your P and L. Yeah. So this business had 34 years of uh, of history. So it had taxes as well as the profit and loss statement. Yeah. Uh, which is the P and L, and that is once you start getting into business transactions, P and L is where where yeah. folks go to uh, uh, more often than. Than your FICO score, right? Okay, yeah, 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 exactly. So you got to have have that. Um, so we had that since it was existing. So the bank's like, all right, groups all those you know papers together and says, all right, we'll go ahead and give you that SBA seven A loan. Uh, and from there, you also have to request uh, your. Oh man, I'm forgetting now. Your, <laughs> uh, it's called like cash flow, but. 
let's just say the, the uh, money for for the next two months to cover uh, salary, right? Okay. Yeah, oh, okay. I can't believe I'm going blank here, Cam. Sorry yeah. about that. Uh, but you got to ask for that too. So that'll hit your checking account at closing, right? Right gotcha. into the business checking account. Hey, we got X amount of dollars to cover us for the next 60 days of, of, um, salaries. Yeah. And, and any other, other bills you might have. If you got a lot of, a lot flowing each day from your vendors, you're going to have to have a bigger, bigger amount of money there. Uh, vendors meaning people you might be sourcing product from. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. See. So you got to come up with a stack of paperwork. Yes, they will check your credit score. Um, yeah. But businesses have a little bit. Business transactions have that P&L if available. If it's a new business, then it's all about the plan. And mm. and to prove your plan, you got to at least do some proof of concept. Yeah. You, know, you got to walk in saying, yes, I got a five-year plan. I did you know, these three events and I sold this many things or I put it yeah. on a web page and I had for three months and I was able to garner this many sales. You, you got to give yeah. them something. It's kind of like the shark tank. Uh, yeah. Show if you guys yeah. Watch. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh no, for sure. Kevin O'Leary, you know, he, you can't just go in there asking for money and just don't have anything going on. Man. <laughs> oh man. Kevin, that, the, yeah. Was it Mr. Was it Mr. Wonderful? yeah <laughs> that's what he calls himself yeah he yeah. No, i mean you're right i mean and and, and so that actually tailors into a, a good point that i always like to try and touch on um especially recently is you know we talk about sales talk about recruiting things like that but i think that people in the coming future you have to get better at selling yourself like you need to be able to to know how to represent yourself and, you know, because you can know how to do, you know, and that goes into what you're saying when you're walking around, you may, you know, you may not ask people for things, but you also have to interact with them. You have to, in, in essence, sell who you are, right? You got to sell Edwin. So they're like, oh, okay. Edwin owns that, that shop. And so, but the problem is, I think, um, especially as military members is we're not accustomed to selling ourselves, right? Um, we are on a document, we are on an EPR, but that's, you know, but we're not actually explaining it to anybody. We're just writing a piece of paper. Right. You know, but yeah. we got, we've gotten rid of so many boards and things like that. I mean, think about even when you got selected for OTS, you didn't actually go, you went to a board, but it was a paper board, yeah. you know, and you had to do your interview with your commander, but obviously nine times out of 10, if you're, if you look good on paper, the interview is not going to be overly hard. So I think that's definitely something I think more people need to concentrate on is, you need to understand how to sell yourself, especially in an essence, like you said, if you have to do a proof of concept to somebody. That's why I like the show Shark Tank, because I'm like, man, like you can have you can have all this stuff in the world, but they like they put these people on a griddle, like, show me what you got. <laughs> yeah. No knowing your numbers, that's huge, you know, mm -hmm. um, on that show. But as far as there's a little bit of difference now to like what you're saying. I'll tell you what I mean by that is, is now I'm able to stay here. I never had that. Right. We always move. So I yeah. moved seven times in 18 years. Yep. Um, now I'm able, now I, I have that, that luxury of sustainment, like sustain yeah. um, branding. Let's call it yeah. that. Sustain. People know me, people know that who we are. And like I tell people, 
all the folks here. I'm like, I'm not leaving. This is, yeah. I have decided I'm going to retire here from the military. Mm -hmm. And this is it. This is definitely going to be 10 year, 20 year, 30 year thing for me. Mm -hmm. um, Ugh, it, Ohio, even if, man. If we, <laughs> but I'm not thinking that small. I'm, and I say, no, well, yeah. I'm, I'm not leaving. I mean, I'm not leaving the brand. Unless no. Oh, okay. I don't, I'm not going to fail. So I don't okay. put that, I don't, I shouldn't even said that. I don't even like putting the thought in my head, yeah. but let's say we open another store up somewhere in a different mm. state, you know, like Florida. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, those are, those are things that I do think about. It's just, it's, I got to get there, you know, and it, and yeah. it goes back to consistency it goes back mm -hmm. to having a plan, which my wife was just getting me on. Well, you got to have a plan. We got to know what people uh, we're uh, working with. By the way, I work with my wife on this business, in this business yep. too. Um, yeah, and I think that's what I like about it too. Is you got like the team effort. I'm down for that. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. You know, um, I'm able to, to kind of spend that additional time with something else in our brain other than the kids and the dishes. Mm -hmm you know yeah <laughs> um, so yeah that's so, it's been nice yeah so what so we got about five we're you know as we get towards the end of the episode um there's two questions we always like to ask and so the first question is and this all goes back to kind of you know when he reached out to me in the first place wanted to give your knowledge and information about this subject is you know for those members who are out there or anybody really who's looking at starting a small business and looking at doing what you're doing is what you know obviously yours comes from a perspective of you bought a business that was already up so what advice do you have when it comes down to that um you know as far as are there certain things they should be looking for are there certain is there a certain mind frame they should be in what advice would you give to somebody and they're like man you know what i'd really like to kind of get into what you're doing like what do you think is the first step of me kind of starting ask yourself why yeah why why are you doing it i know i mentioned hey i, I want to you know go financially grow myself but really cam it's not about the money um, yeah because as an entrepreneur you got to be willing to work longer um, mm -hmm. and for and if you really were to sit around and count hey how much am i making based off my hours you're, it's probably going to be not a good number. <laughs> yeah. Um, initially, later on, for sure. Um, after some time, but why do I do it? Is because I think I'm ready to lead. I'm yeah. ready to lead, lead, lead these folks. I'm ready to be connected to my community. Um, with that, yeah, I offer some products, but mm -hmm. it's just it's more about building the relationship to me um, in the community and leading folks and and maybe and giving something exciting like all yeah. all of us to me all we want is to wake up and be excited to do something yeah you know what i mean yeah. I, so uh really it's is is giving that vibe it gives me yeah. that opportunity to get that vibe and a hierarchy like the military sometimes it's, you don't really have that all the time yeah. but if you're the owner of the business i should have more god i'm asking owner of the business um you, you you're just you're it so whatever your whatever tempo and vibe you're putting out there that's mm -hmm. that's exactly what the culture is getting so i think for me that was the biggest why 
is yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready to grab 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 the horse by the uh, reins and, and move forward. No, yeah, and I and that makes complete sense. I told I told somebody the day is I finally realized all the things that I'm doing. You know, yes, it's the like you said, be financially secure. But my ultimate goal is I don't want to hand anybody a resume. I don't want to get out of the military after 20 years and say, please, now can you please hire me for this job that, and I don't want to say that's beneath me, but like, for instance, being a recruiter in the military, you know, our skill, we've worked so hard. We, you know, like we do all these things and in the military, you know, you get up, you can get up high in recruiting, but as soon as you transfer to the civilian sector, they're like, your, your skills don't really mean much here. We're going to put you in the same level as we would a, a new recruiter. (laughs) <laughs> and, you know, and I can't, and I don't want to, I don't want to do that, you know? So um, I decided like, you know, probably about a month ago, that was my why is I don't ever want to hand somebody a resume and say, please yeah. give me a job. Um, not there's you know, anything I, wrong with that. <laughs> I think I, I'm in total agreement with you. And I think like, I want to take my answer back like that. Yeah. That's part of it too. I guess there's not just one thing I can sit there's here and not. talk on and on about it, but that was my initial is just people got to know why they're doing it yeah, and, and, and just go for it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so the second question we always ask um, is when you hear the phrase scared money, don't make money. When you heard about the show, like you heard the name of it, like, what do you think about that? What does it make you feel? How do you connect with that phrase? <laughs> <laughs> you asked some awesome questions. Um, so <laughs> I'm not 18 funny. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing, man, because the story is, is I'm hoping just as funny for you is that, um, I'm a VFW life member, right? And there's yeah. a VFW two minutes from my house. So there's these two gals that show up and there's pull tabs in there, you know, helps like a, it's like ga- gambling slash helping the charity. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Anyhow. So these girls don't mess around, Cam. So they'll put a couple hundred dollars out like nothing. Oh, but they say all the time, and they always make me laugh. And even before I even knew about your show, they'd be like, "What? Scare money don't make money." Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> right. I'll be sitting at the bar having my beer or whatever. That uh, they just made me laugh every time they said it. And then I just came across your show on YouTube. And I was like, I didn't even understand the acronym at first. Then I listened to oh, the yep. show and you're like, scare money, don't make money. I was like, what? That's like the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, So reflecting on like putting all the, putting my perspective from your show and them, it's like, it goes back to risk. Like, yeah. are you, pe- people are given more when they take more risk and we can all always highlight a lot of folks i can go yeah. first one i think about right now i just said that elon musk prime example no oh, yeah. he's taking <laughs> a lot of risk he's taking a lot of risk out there but you know what i think he's gonna pull up he's pulling it off already uh yeah. he's gonna pull off more so uh you, you gotta take the risk or you, got, you can't be scared scared money don't make money yeah. right for sure no yeah and um but yeah, man. I mean, no, yeah. And we got the me and Roy said that to each other. That's how we came up with the show. Like, excuse me. Whenever I did the, we started talking about the podcast. I was like, I already know what the name is. And he's like, what? And I was like, scare me, don't make money. And he's like, you would. And I'm like, well, cause. And then not only that, it, it just crosses so many boundaries. I mean, there's literally no sector 
that that does not apply to. And so, um, and that's yeah. why I, that's why I like the name of it too, because we can bring so many different people in and onto the show and and really kind of highlight, you know, really anybody we want to, right? Because um, everybody's taking some sort of risk, some sort of risk, like you said. Um, but as we reach the end of the show, this is uh, your opportunity now to promote your business yourself. Tell people where to find you. You know, I know you're not a social media guy before. You are now. So <laughs> tell them where to find you in that way. Um, and we'll put it in the comments as well on the YouTube show. Yeah, I'm still growing my social media, but we're on um, Facebook. All you got to do is type in. Boom, look at it. <laughs> Center, and you'll see us there. Also at Twitter, it's at TSC underscore Xenia for our city that we're located X E N I A. Um, okay. Yeah, that's all we got. Oh, we got a website, but it's in construction. And once it's up and running, it'll be trophy sports center.com. And then you're on LinkedIn. That's how we got, that's how we got connected again. Yeah. I got, I got my own personal LinkedIn out there. Uh, I try to stay on that as, as much as I can. Again, I got to find that battle rhythm because you can be on social media all day and you can make get business off of there um but oh yeah people think i don't sleep but uh uh but i found a good rhythm like you were saying um i've linked up with some good people and then also uh just those tools out there i use loomly a lot um it's like a you might actually get it and i and next week i'm i'm doing a podcast we're doing a podcast with the ceo of that platform um but it's like a Man, a, a, a social media management platform so you can post something on this on loomly and it will push it to every single other platform so facebook instagram linkedin snapchat um freaking youtube i mean so, and, and it's nice i like it because you on your phone and or on the computer it will actually um show you a preview of what your post will look like on that platform wow that's so, awesome. so now I got to see if the CEO is going to plug the shows or, you know, sponsor the show. Cause I just gave him a big old plug, but he'll be on, but he'll be on next week. Tebow um, when, and we'll talk about the platform, but anyways, uh, any re closing remarks, man? Oh man. I just, uh, it's just, I guess I'm gonna call it an honor, honor to be on your show. It definitely is. And it's just great to see like somebody from my past that's doing these <laughs> big things, you know, I'm like, oh man, I taught that kid. You know, you're not a kid today, but uh, I was a kid back then too. Okay, let, let's, <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, but you know, I was a kid back then. It was kid, like a kid teaching a kid, basically. Uh, <laughs> man, I mean, I was like, this dude, this dude looks younger than I do. <laughs> yeah. We had a good time though, Mr. Van Dong. Man, you, you, Mr. Van Dong. And Newbauer, man, you guys, you guys were, um, you guys brought me into the military amazingly. I was so lucky. I tell people that all the time. I was lucky with my MTIs, my technical instructors, and my and my recruiting instructors, and like my flight chiefs in recruiting and stuff like that. I, I've been very fortunate to have very good influences as I've made transitions in my career. Not to toot my own horn, but toot. No, I just kidding. Yeah. yeah. So you <laughs> He, he did have, I mean, that that's a pretty good lineup for uh, tech school instructors. Yeah. Uh, Joe Newbauer was chief. 
and he retired. I went to his ceremony. Yep. Uh, and then uh, Van, Mr. Van Dong was just that he he made that assignment for me, man. Like, yep. just like I would be struggling, and he would just say like these little things. Yeah. <laughs> everything would just melt away. Yeah. You know he works right, for recruiting now. What's that? He works for recruiting now. Does he? I, I yeah. Kept, I haven't kept in touch with them. All I see him was a picture recently, like his son graduated college. Uh, mm. But yeah, I need to reach out to him. But yeah, man. Yeah, I was a kid back then. So like, uh, dude, you know, all the, so I was the youngest instructor. So you know how poor dogs yeah. are. Oh, got to hammer down. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> we were your first class too. Yeah. Maybe. Probably. I think we were, I think we were like your first class too. Yeah. And that's why we had so many instructors because you were going through the teaching process to be able to instruct the whole course yourself. Was somebody sitting back there when I was teaching, sitting in yeah. the back? Mm-hmm. Yeah, then that was my first. It was like my initial ones. Yeah, yep. I was getting yeah. do booty. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. No, I saw Mr. Van Dong. He works at the, when I went through recruiting school and I was like, this is nuts, man. You were here for my first tech school, and now you're here for my second one. And I was like, I know you don't remember me. And he's like, I don't. I was like, that's cool. You've probably seen thousands of people, man. But it's just so great to see you. <laughs> that dude, he's the best, man. And like, he keeps it so real. Girl. Oh, the real. Yeah, I got to tag him in this episode now. <laughs> yeah. So if you're listening to Mr. Van Dong, we remember you. We appreciate you, dog. <laughs> I still... Yeah, if he if he listens, I still I used I stole one of his sayings. He 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 would say, he was, he told me one day he goes, Sergeant Clone, it's uh, mind over matter. <laughs> I didn't give him that glazed over look. So I didn't know what he was saying. He yeah, goes, I don't mind, and you don't matter. Oh man, that is yep, that's him. So on that on that note. Another episode, Scare Money, Don't Make Money. We appreciate you, man. And we out. All right. See you. Later. Don't